0: Afternoon, Rush, Bobby, Mark, and Molly. Got some good texts. We'll get to coming up in a what's trending. Charlotte FC ready to get year three underway tomorrow night at Bank of America Stadium as uh, they get uh, ready to take on New York City and to preview the start of year number three. Pleasure to go over the guest line. Bring on the host of the Charlotte Soccer Show. That's Mr. John Hayes. John, good afternoon, man. How are you?
1: I'm doing. Hey, Bobby, thanks for having me on the show today. Happy mm-hmm. Friday to you. It's almost happy hour, and you're giving me uh, flashbacks to Qatar Hero with that intro song. <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: Uh, well, you got me now looking forward to happy hour here when we get out of here at 6 o'clock. Uh, John, uh, look, new coach again for this team. Dean Smith, the new manager, coach leading the Charlotte FC squad. Uh, what's your make of his hiring and the impact you expect to see from him this year?
1: Okay, so let's just like view this from the point of view that – Charlotte FC is obviously not the, the big ticket in town, right? There's the Carolina Panthers, of course, in the same organization, and, and the NBA is here as well. And it's such a big college football town. So for for Charlotte FC specifically and Dean Smith, I think the higher on the field, you, you're going to see that play out, right? We can talk tactics all day. We can talk about his experience. But I think, you know, specifically yesterday on Thursday at his first pregame press conference, what you saw was a manager who is able to connect with the fan base, a manager who's honest, who's not afraid to say what he thinks and likes to have interactions with the media. This is somebody that as far as marketing and PR is concerned, somebody that has done that song and dance at the highest level of soccer in the world. Right. So when you put it that way, uh, what Dean Smith has brought to this market, Bobby, is just somebody that I think ultimately knows how to professionally connect with soccer supporters and, and help grow a, a brand. And, you know, if Charlotte FC goes out and wins three nil on, on Saturday night against NYC FC, I think you're going to you're going to see him you know, not necessarily celebrated in a way like he's he's just won a championship. But if they lose trust me, he's not going to be afraid to face the music and talk about why and, and going forward. So I think Dean Smith is a massive hire. And right? I think he's, he's by far, if you think about all the franchises in town right now, he's the best manager in town, best coach in town. It's not close.
0: We talk expectations for this team, uh, John. I just pulled up, you know, preseason and betting odds basically mm-hmm. right near the bottom in terms of being able to do something <laughs> special this year. What, what are your realistic realistic expectations for this team?
1: Right. Uh, this is the, the million-dollar question, right? Because it's Charlotte FC is 15th in the East, 14th in the East, all the preseason predictions from the national pundits have all just put Charlotte towards the bottom of the East. There's just a couple things to think about specifically with predictions about MLS is that I think it's by far one of the most difficult leagues to predict uh, in the country. And I think it's one of the most difficult leagues to predict uh, in the world, especially when it comes to soccer, because there's just so much transition year in and year out. And, and frankly, as somebody who worked at an organization with the athletic that covered MLS, the resources that are given to different news outlets to cover all almost now 30 MLS teams. People don't know uh, Charlotte FC, quite frankly, at the national level. I think in a month or two, people will start to figure out exactly what this team is. But I wouldn't buy into any preseason predictions. Bobby, when we we did our uh, season preview show on Charlotte Soccer Show this past Sunday, and when we went into the predictions part of the episode, I said, hey, just so everybody knows, these predictions mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, because when, when, you, when you think about MLS as a whole and, and you realize that, yes, the first game is February 24th, and by the way, the last game is in October, we've got a long season ahead of us and a long way to go to figure out what this team actually is.
0: John Hayes now joining us on the afternoon rush. And when it comes to figuring out what this team, who this team is, how do you feel about the depth on this team, especially following the uh, departure of Svodorsky?
1: Right. Depth's of problem, Molly. There's there's no doubt about that. And, and at the press conference as well, Dean Smith was not afraid to say, and this is why, you got to respect him and, and what he says to the media is he was asked about the roster and he said, Hey, yeah, we're one or two players away. We, we still need to make additions. We still need to uh, make sure this roster has depth and potentially bring in some, some game-changing players as well. Now uh, the way the soccer calendar works is, is Charlotte FC can still add players for for the next couple months. months. The pool that you're adding from is, is a pool of players that is pretty small, but there's still diamonds in the rough out there for sure. Players that are young project players and, and players that you know could could really get the job done. Uh, so from a depth point of view, yes, yeah, the, the 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 bench doesn't necessarily run deep on Saturday night. But at the striker position, you have two really good players, in Enzo Capetti, and you've got Patrick Ajimong at the striker position, and that's super exciting. I think any time a fan base can can kind of understand that there's two players specifically that are going to play striker for this team, as long as those two players are healthy, Charl FC should be a good in a good place as far as scoring goals are concerned. Uh, and, and then the strength of this defense all of a sudden becomes its midfield, and and its defense. So. Enzo Capetti and Patrick Agamon, those are the two players you've got to circle. If those two players, Molly, are able to score goals, then depth won't matter.
0: And are there young players or any other young players that you look at that you are most intrigued about or you do think step up as the season goes along?
1: Yeah, 100%. And that, that young player is Nymphasha uh, Burkimas, And Nymphasha is a young project player. His 16th birthday was actually yesterday. And yeah, you heard me right, 16 mm, years old. Wow. And he was on the under seventeen United States men's national team uh, this past summer uh, played absolutely uh, wonderful in that in tournaments with the with the national team, scored goals. And Dean Smith has just talked about how he is so far mature between the ears on the soccer field than than a 16 year old would be and and when the press asked him on Thursday and they pressed him on whether he would consider starting uh, a 16 year old in his lineup Dean Smith w- was was totally comfortable saying yes if if Nympha is is the player that that I I think is best and it's his time to play on the right wing in front of 55,000 people I'm not afraid uh to give to give Nympha the start. And I think that's really exciting, right? So when you think about Charlotte sure, FC in the very short-term Molly, right, where you, there's a match on Saturday night and, and the result matters, of course. But then when you when you think about the long-term runway of this club and the fact that there potentially is a, a player who's 16 years old, who is one of the best players on the under-17 men's national team, all of a sudden you start to realize if Dean Smith and Nymfasa Burkema have developed this relationship over the next couple of years. You could be talking about one of the best partnerships in the league. So, John, with that said, I mean, when you look at it, this, this you know, organization in year three is about to start tomorrow night, who would you say right now is kind of the face of this franchise? That's a great question because the face of the franchise was Kyle Swiderski. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Right. Designated player signing and and on the final day of the, the transfer window in January, he's out the door and he he makes a move to Italy and he's and he's worried about the euro. 2024 playing with his Polish national team and Charlotte FC, honestly, was just not a priority for him. So I think the, the fan base has to kind of uh, take a look at, at this club on, on Saturday night and decide for themselves. I think that that is, it's such a great question because there's not a real answer at this point. And again, it goes, it goes back to the unknown that is MLS sometimes. And the fact that in front of 55,000 people, 60,000 people, I, I'm not sure how many people are going to get in that building on Saturday night, but in front of a lot of people, somebody has a chance to step up and take take that, that that description of the face of the Charlotte FC franchise. And sometimes the way it works, Mark, in soccer, is that it becomes the manager. And I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden Charlotte FC wins this match on on Saturday night and it's the first time they, they won their home opener uh, as a franchise, people start gravitating towards the manager and start uh, looking at him as the face of this franchise. John, for David Tepper, look, uh, within the NFL, I think – Fans certainly have an opinion about him. People that cover the sport, it feels like, have an opinion about him. I'm not sure where the owners stand with him, but I think we know on the NFL side what people think of David Tepper. I'm curious in the MLS working uh, of you know, of David Tepper, what is the perception of him, do you think, within the the, uh, the league? Okay, so this is mark something I've been thinking about for many months now because just I've been swimming in these charlotte s c waters. I thought it was a really interesting project to get involved with and just kind of cover the team in in a way that I could and while I'm paying attention to what's going on obviously with the panthers and in the n f l and just kind of seeing the reaction and and by the way being totally on board with the fact that it seems like David Tepper. Is is somebody that is a little too close to the sun when it comes to his NFL franchise? Mm-hmm. Hey, I was at I was at Panthers practice this past season, and you could tell it was like Fort Knox in there because David Tepper and his wife Nicole were in the house, and they wanted to make sure that nobody saw that David Tepper was basically trying to coach the offense <laughs> on a Wednesday <laughs> yeah. afternoon over there on Mint Street, right? Yeah. Yep. And what Charlotte FC has, Mark, is they have the benefit of David Tepper really not knowing soccer or wanting to get involved with the roster build. He didn't grow up as a soccer fan. This was as a total business venture for him. So everything that Panthers fans want, right? Hey, David Temper, take a step back. You don't have to act like you're the GM. That's already happening at Charlotte FC, which is a really good thing.
0: He doesn't know football either, <laughs> yeah. despite, uh, not knowing uh, yeah. soccer. John Hayes, host of the Charlotte Soccer <laughs> Show. Download it uh, wherever you get uh, your podcast. John, always appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, y'all. Great to talk to you.
0: Thank you. There you go. Great stuff uh, with John. We got an hour to go. What's trending? Coming your way next.